Riding downtown in New York City. I know you wanna be there. I bring DC you in. Party in the club like that track from Fitty. Cause life is so good. Let's go and vibe with me. Riding downtown in New York City. I know you wanna be there. I bring you with me. This is what I'm doing. Tell me that you wanna do it with me. This is what I'm doing. Welcome back, everybody, to Dare to Rise. This is a surprise episode because you are most likely waiting for Miss Nicole to speak up. But this is Tina Kay. And today with us, we have a special favorite past guest, Finn O'Malley. So, Finn, welcome to the show. Hey, Tina. I'm so excited. This is the best. I've been looking forward to this so much. I miss Nicole, but this is going to be fun. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Nicole is so excited to hear what happens tonight. Um, She... She might have a conference with us later. Right? She'll be like, um, what chaos been down? What chaos? Nightcap. But we're so happy that she gets to take a break and spend some time with her family and her two cute little boys. And um, yeah, that'll be so good for oh them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. So, so Finn, what kind of magic or what kind of magical realm have you been living in lately? Oh, it's been magical. All right. Um, let's see. Since I was on the show last, I had my book release, which went amazing and Yay. is still going awesome. Yay! Um, I went on an awesome retreat and then there was an accident that involved like me and a skier and then the ground at high speed. <laughs> So I have been practicing rest and discernment the last month. Well, I watched watched that uh, video. uh, Yeah, my teenager was uh, recording. Lucky me. (laughs) Well, you've got some major kicking ass skills on a snowboard. So it's too bad that that skier got in the way. (laughs) (laughs) doing in my way seriously oh no it's been good what about you what have you been up to what's new oh my gosh it's uh you know each day I'm just so thankful I wake up and I'm breathing (laughs) breathing sometimes we're coughing sometimes we're not oh my gosh but so I don't think I've asked you this before are you left-handed by chance no, I'm right-handed. Oh, see, I thought we had a connection there. <laughs> Not there. Okay. Are well, you left-handed? I am because I'm in my right mind. Ah, oh, I have to like reconsider our whole relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I love you. I know. Well, I am just so excited for tonight's guest. Um, we have Sherry. Be- I know we have Sherry Yule on and she is a friend of ours and so excited to get going and, and to listen what she has to share with us. Um, she has she an is, story. Oh my gosh. I can't, I, yeah, this is going to be awesome because I, I was going to say, I haven't drank the special Kool-Aid this week. Um, but Sherry at one point in her life did. So we're going to, we're going to talk about her survival, um, being of in a religious cult. <laughs> yes. Um, but Sherry, she, um, is a, she is a jack of all trades. She is a massage therapist, an author, an intuitive, a nutritionist, a teacher in healing arts, an artisan and drum maker, which we love, a sound therapist, a spiritual guide, a personal life coach, and like I said, a religious cult survivor. Just a few things. (laughs) She just does a few things. Just a few. But she brings a very unique experience to the healing world. She's created her own coaching program and creates active consciousness to the physical body. She plays a playful, intuitive environment, or she creates. She creates a playful, intuitive environment to connect with source and angels to bring awareness and unity in your healing experiences. So this is going to be fun. So welcome, Sherry. Welcome. Thank you, ladies. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So tell us how your week has been. Yeah, what do you Well, it's... It's Tuesday, so we're doing really good because it's just Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. 
So congratulations. We made it this far. Um, I had a migraine two days ago and then um, my daughter has one today. My sister has one today. So it's kind of like full moon rising, you know, all that goodness. I was crying a couple days ago, but I'm doing good. Doing good. Very good. All we can ask for at this point, really. Like any of us, if we're doing good, if we wake up, we're like, woohoo, I won. (laughs) Yeah. Connected with trees today. I got a massage today. You got to get a receiving. Yes. It was good. That's Good awesome. Time. So Sherry, looking at your bio, you have accomplished so much. So tell us, how did you get from point A to point B in your life? Well, I, just by <laughs> healing myself. Like, Working on you. Yeah. Asking a lot of questions like, what the heck? <laughs> Why do I feel like I got run over by a freight train every day? You know, and from healing my own childhood malnutrition deficiencies to getting married young and having a baby early in life and you know not sleeping for a long 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 time who think it's important (laughs) my teen life like I never slept and I didn't do well in school and it was humiliating that's insane I can't imagine I remember when I had mono when I was a teenager and I would like I was sleeping all the time my mom was like uh what's wrong with you so yeah not getting sleep I can't even imagine like it was it was just my life too I never told my mom and dad I never complained it was just like I would lay so would you like stay awake all night long yes because it was over caffeinating oh sad and no one was just too much no one knew it was just like what you did back then you know, you drank soda mm. at lunch, drank That's soda true. after school. Had I remember hiding that from my mom. Sorry, mom. That happened. <laughs> well, my mom just bought it. It didn't matter. Like, it was always around. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, like, the biggest thing that happened for me. And starting out pregnant, I had a fender bender, went to a chiropractor, and he could see that I was miserable at a cold and he gave me a list of stuff and I'm like what is all this and he's like this is herbs and vitamins and you take them orally and I'm like I just don't feel good and then he says oh and by the way you might want to stay off of caffeine and I'm like deer in the headlights why and that's when why why would I do that like He's like, your wow. baby's brain won't grow. You won't oh. rest. And I'm like, what's rest? You know, <laughs> sleep? Let's sleep. And I started crying. I had a meltdown right there. Wow. That's my whole And how old were you? I was 25 by now. Wow. And I had That's already experienced crazy. rage, hormonal imbalances. You All name it. You, you name it. Yeah. So that helped drive you to this wellness um, path. Starting point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Headaches, stomach problems, um, everything. And so it was quite a magical moment. And he just put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, cause I was just like having a meltdown, like all those years it was caffeine coming out three Cokes a day or two Cokes a day or you know, whatever coffee, just trying to get by. Yeah, for sure. So then it's so amazing that one incident can create that. Yeah. Um, impactful moment. Yeah. And I I almost didn't believe him, but like spirit just took over and it was like, (laughs) don't have control. (laughs) And how many people could I be mad at, you know, at that point? Oh, for sure. Well, parents didn't protect me. They Mm -hmm. didn't know they didn't care. They were young parents. They were, Oh, by the way, I'll add this in right now. Mom was 16 when she had me. Dad was 19. Oh, wow. Babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were babies. So I grew up with Babies raising parents. babies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard journey for sure. Mm-hmm. So there's this religious cult thing. When did that come into play? Tell Actually, us, please. about that. <laughs> We're like, tell us more. So interesting, back up to the teenage life, my grandmother basically raised my sister and I. My grandmother converted out of Mormonism into this polygamy, the, the Warren Jeffs FLDS cult religion. Right. And um, 
a lot of people worked at this local company here in Utah, Salt Lake City, and they there was dozens, like dozens of these family members working there. And my grandma worked there and she had converted. Oh, so wow. that's how I met everyone. And I was floored when my grandma finally shared their secret. They were married to a plural wife. So oh. it was actually in my family. So and how old how old were you when you found that out? Uh, my graduating year of high school. So almost. Oh, eight. cool. That was really I can't, cool bomb. Ha, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine grandma um, and grandpa <laughs> being in a Well, floor. and they were probably pretty young if your parents yeah. were yeah. that age too. But still like, that's and insane. Grandma was in her third marriage. Okay. So she like lived through a ton of trauma. Stuff. The addiction cycle started way before I was born. So generational mm-hmm. trauma yeah. just yeah. impacting again and again. Wow. Years. So she's going down the rabbit hole to find her life purpose. And I just fall in love with these people. I don't know why she got me a job at the company. I started visiting and connecting with everyone. And you almost start to feel like a yearning to be a part mm-hmm. because you feel excluded because you're not in the in. Right. It's like the popular kids at school, right. like the cheerleaders or the what are they called? The dazzlers, the the jocks, the drill teams. Yeah. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The preppy yeah. clubs. It's kind of like that. And the more I got to know the girls in the office, the more I got to know the people, the more I wanted to be a part of it. And, and it didn't well, and have anything didn't, to do with the guys. Right. And if you didn't have a sense of belonging elsewhere in your life that was a place that you could attach to sure yeah my uh life was very empty and lonely and I met then at that point I had I'd met Fred and then I got married and the baby was coming and we decided together to get baptized into the group if they would have us because we had right. to be worthy right. so we went and visited and got approval and, mm-hmm. and then we moved forward so, oh wow, then we were married into it um later in March, so after the baby was born, so right, so did you live on the compound or not then, not then, nope, just married and <clears throat> became active in the group. um, I got lots of whiffs and wind of different things and rumors all about the different leaders, just through all the friends and family I knew, and right. I knew a lot of people. Right. Back then I was, before I went into this religion, I was like 110 pounds. I was like the skinny bebop hot little chick that just took charge, went around the office. Like I worked there. I did a lot there. And so did my grandma. So it's kind of like, it gave me permission to be. Oh, you were just floating. kind of allowed in. Yeah. Easily and because so of contact. Yeah. It became like, I became just a person that was part of things but not all the way that was the key is mm. not all the way because there was a lot of barriers in the way mm-hmm. so fast forward a ways um a few more kids I started having a nervous breakdown in mm. 2000 because at that time my my husband was choosing <coughs> alcohol and tobacco and it was against the religion I was gonna yeah. say it was against their belief system really but they they all like the they wouldn't drink wine a little or beer, but it wasn't like to be intoxicated. It was just literally like for health or relax, you know? Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> for me, I'd lived a life with parents who are, were very um, substance oriented, I guess you could say. So, Ooh, my mom, so was that a trigger for you? The second that you yeah. recognized? <clears throat> was, it was big time. So as the marriage progressed, it was 15 years. And we were always dancing on like whether we were in or out, in or out of the religion. And so what determined that? Was it something that they were directing you or you just didn't feel? It's based on performance, believe it or not. (laughs) Oh, you get a grade. (laughs) You get, if you're paying tithing, if you're 100% active, if you're doing all check, check stuff. Checking the boxes. Yeah. And participating and you're genuine, you're showing up and you're in your pure divine glory, your light, your sweetness, right? Keeping sweet. Mm. 
<laughs> so did your did your husband at the time did he have a inkling that he wanted to bring another wife into the house or no it was never about that in fact it was so bizarre because it just for for whatever reason I was searching for home this is going to be like a tail end of this we can go this can get out of hand guys (laughs) (laughs) just my cup of tea (laughs) this is going to get juicy but we like juice on this show (laughs) I was looking for that tribe right the place to belong because there was divorces there was school we moved all the time my mom was always working on you wanted homes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah to belong I never felt healed Um, right I'll drop this in now is two heart surgeries by the age of five wow wow major and right there you just the heart chakra you're talking about heart trauma generational there's so much tubes in my ears and my tonsils by the time I was seven Wow. Hmm. So all of that. And you have a 16 year old, 18 year old mom. Then mm. she had my sister on top of all that. Right. Because so, right. And why not? Why not? Just don't grow up. Just stay a child. Yeah. It's fine. Anyway, so um so it was surreal. Mm-hmm. Surreal was the word that comes to mind. Um then as that progress, like just went downhill, the, the marriage, everything, it was just like, it was, a, it was a scam. It was a sham because we were living two lives. Right. Because at home it was this, if he was substance abuse mm-hmm. going on, yet you lived a different life in the church's eyes or that, you know. Or trying to anyway. Or trying to, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, trying to check all those boxes. It is, you're living this uh, duality for sure. And I kept ties with my family and friends. I didn't go all, like, I could say I went all in, but there's areas where I know I didn't. And, and then I could beat myself. So you held back. Because I was terrified. Right. What were like, you terrified of? What was I going to lose? I would lose everything if I went all in and just, like, gave up on my whole family, my all my friends. I was, I had a lot of friends. Because you would have to let all of that yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Oh, to be oh, completely... Wow. In immersed into yeah. the FLDS. In that point, in 2002, we moved there to Apple Valley, and we lived 11 miles from the property, from wow. the compound, like the big UEP land, mm-hmm. the Hilldale, Colorado City. And at this point, he's working with the boys in the inn. He's in the club, <laughs> but the other boys that are already not living in there, that are apostates. They're already like, they're all just mixed in and they won't ever leave each other alone. So it's like, we could never really be in. Hmm. Hmm. The whole reason we moved down there <clears throat> was to be a part of it. And the Olympics came, they didn't want everyone up here. They want everyone down there in case there was like terrorist attacks and all this right. stuff. So it was just like a wild ride. Yeah. And in between all of this is me healing myself. Okay. I, I had four cesarean births. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, that that's came hard. with its own challenges. And yeah, that's depression so hard on the body. And then yeah. So I started meeting mentors and training and learning and just sponging it up. Two key people. One was a live blood cell chiropractic doctor. And the other one was like the energy worker. Mm-hmm. She could get anyone out of trouble. So even then you were still living this duality. We were off the property and I started hosting workshops with this chiropractor that came and did all this blood work. And all these people were coming to my house to get knowledge and to get health, to get treatment. And so people in the faith or out. Wow. That's incredible. And so at some point I let go of like what it looked like because I was just, I had to survive. Right. It was about survival. So every day I was, I was wearing the garb. I was wearing the long underwear. I was, I had four kids, a baby and three children in their school. Like it was insane and cool and amazing and scary all at the same time. Cause I love these people. They were amazing. They were your safe place mm -hmm. in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that goodness you want, you know, but then on the other side is this ugly stuff that started. 
Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. it had been going on for a long time. And I say this about every religion is there's what you may call as a label, evil or bad behavior, mm-hmm. dark, light and good. Yep. So in any religion, any government, any family, even yep. any relationship, um, any relationship. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. We have the contrast. It has to exist. Mm-hmm. It has to. So at some point, <clears throat> I just kept hungering for that knowledge and the healing. And, and my mentors just finally one day, one of them looked at me and she's just like, you know, you have a gift for this and you have a gift mm-hmm. with people. So you should go to school. go to school like what the hell am I gonna do in a school right now with four kids and she's like it doesn't matter just go to school okay get get a massage (laughs) license so you have the license and the gift to do it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and then we went on for a few more years and then about 2006 is when I started to feel like things weren't going to be different in my situation and the aspirations and dreams I had were completely different than what my spouse wanted at the time. Right. So it was in conflict. At, yeah. at, final, at one point, it, it stood in contrast to what you wanted. And, and it's you like had to make that, that decision. Inner knowing just kept pulling uh-huh. me forward towards something more, like something yep. more, something more. And I started getting readings. I started listening to... I don't like the tapes back then. The tapes, you know, those tapes. The millennials listening. It's so funny. Like, what? <laughs> to think back on, oh, uh, cassettes. But then um, music. I brought music back into my life because you, in that religion, you got nothing. It was completely. Forbidden. Oh, wow. Oh, I would. Like, and video, like TV. Movie. That was all not For allowed. 10 years. Like while y'all were watching Friends, nada. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't watch Friends. I still haven't watched Friends all uh, the way. Like I never will. <laughs> it's not on my list. But you all know. And I don't. And I'm like, and like, what are these friends memes? I don't understand. I have <laughs> friends. Yeah. Okay, Phoebe, whatever. You know, she's like, it was just crazy. And so That's I lost so a crazy. decade. So, you know, I mean, I can't look at it as loss, but no, no, there was a lot lot that wasn't, I wasn't accessing. Right. And you were learning. I mean, you obviously had a desire for something more and you acknowledged it, which I think a lot of us get scared in that case. Like, yes, something that's calling for us. And we're like, head first to a freaking Mormonistic polygamous. (laughs) Sign me up. I think there's something to be said there because I can even think of points in my life where I've completely derailed my whole entire shit show of a life. Like, yeah. It's not a shit show, but like in that moment, I decided like I'm doing this and people around me literally went, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And I'm like, I just know I have to do this. You don't understand because you know where you're being drawn to. So how about that for discerning for yourself? That's powerful. My dad interviewed my former husband and said, what are you doing? Like never take my daughter in there. And it wasn't. So your parents weren't in it. Just grandma, grandma. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. And so it was interesting because, um, it was me, like I wanted it, even though I knew it wasn't perfect. I knew my relationship with my husband wasn't perfect. I knew we weren't a hundred percent, but for the safety, the protection, the follow the leader moment, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we're moving to Southern Utah. We're, we're going all in. And I thought at that point, my life would take another turn. But it took a lot of turns and <laughs> it took a it, lot of turns. It turns out <laughs> that, you know, my purpose for going through that experience was to bring healing to the community. That's mm. so powerful. Cause I was just thinking as you were saying it, I could feel I'm like, but you had an absolute purpose in what you did experience because your place was there to be expanding that message where it needed to be. You impacted those souls that were coming to you for help. Yeah, absolutely. And I learned through her son, like chiropractic techniques. I was, I was like, it was just, it was so heavenly. Like 
I was so blessed to have this woman come and stay in my home and show me how to run the microscope, show me how to draw live blood and read blood and talk about, and I could just hear her recordings in my mind about every single thing, like what to do for this, what to do for that, what to do, what do you want to do? She'll turn to me and say, what do you feel about this? And I'm like, and, and I get to weigh in and look at live blood. And so I knew, but she was giving you an opportunity to tap into your intuitive powers. Yeah, Always. I love it. It was, and she still practices, but she's retired. So she just works on loved ones and it's so cool to go see her every now and then. That's amazing. I love people like that. She would spend a weekend with these crazy plagues. (laughs) Get us all you know, on She's track. Like, I can help. save them. <laughs> well, well, and you, you, you learned and applied so much from that experience. Cause I know personally, um, going to see you for, um, some massage and some healing, just how you ask me questions and listen mm-hmm. and try and guide and distinguish maybe something unconsciously that's, uh, that's affecting my body or, or, or how I'm feeling. So I think that is, such a valuable lesson to really tune in to how you're feeling and what your body is trying to tell you. Well, and it's about letting them discern it too. Drawing you, know? you out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your answers. Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess I should maybe fill in that like in my other life, I, <laughs> well, as well, a healer and <laughs> therapist and all of these things. So this is like my other happy place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And you both are so amazing at it. So, and, and that's and, it. It's our happy place. And our listeners are going to get a super special treat They're at the end of like, this. Yes, yeah. They are. <laughs> we have special plans. We have plans. So, Sherry, how did you how did you dare to rise then from that situation, or how how maybe there's a different oh time gosh. in your life that you felt like you had to dare to rise a little little more deeply than maybe at that point. I think that was probably the deepest I delve to pull it. Like knowing I survived divorces, knowing I had four children, it wasn't what I wanted. Obviously I never wanted to walk away and, and leave. And, and I didn't really want to be a part of the religion anymore because that blew up and Warren took over and pulled crazy on every being in that place. And it was horrifying what happened, but um, I started planning to leave Uh, I felt like I'd given it my all I'd asked for what I wanted and I got told several things and it was contradictory to the behavior. So I started buying things. I started getting on lists for housing. And the crazy part is, is I see, I look back and think I could have chose different and moved to Salt Mm -hmm. Lake, but I didn't want to take the children from their dad. And he worked down there at the time, but that was the ballsiest thing I did is move I walked out of the house, packed up all my stuff. We talked, we had it out. We knew we both planned and I moved forward and it, it was devastating and lonely. And it was the dark night of the soul several times. And just to know your children aren't with you for three to five nights is probably like the darkest, loneliest time. And knowing I was being selfless by allowing that and choosing for him to have that time with them. Right. And it's then, so that's so hard to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And it felt like coming out, like if you're choosing same sex life or whatever those energies we have going on, there's so many of them, mm-hmm. but it felt like that might feel because I would go into public places and they're all over They're shopping. They come down from Colorado city and Hilldale to shop because back then there wasn't big stores out in hurricane and at the creek. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you see them and I'm in street clothes now. Oh and, wow. And they're noticing. They know I've left. They 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 always so used to he ask. stayed and the kids stayed as well? No. I took the kids. You took the kids. Okay. okay. But he was still living at the house out right. in Apple Valley. Okay. So he wasn't so that they knew we right. both stepped away. Okay. Quite when Ruland died, which was 2002, we both stepped away from the religion. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a good time to step away. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and wow. then a night, like 5 billion nightmares were born after that. But mm-hmm. um, that's 
that was the dare to rise moment that was monumentally life-changing to create change in that moment yep and shift your direction that's so powerful and going to school wasn't even on my mind at that point so I'd been to all these healers by now. I'm, I, it keeps coming up for me. What am I going to do as a single parent now to provide and take care of these children? Right. And, and I was doing bits and pieces of work that I'd learned and still supporting people with nutrition. And I was always making care packages for people, but at two years, so that was 2006 seven, eight, nine, 10, I finally decided to move back to Salt Lake and get, um, into college and, uh, get that massage license done. And then I got so much more than I ever knew was available. <laughs> Isn't that true? You have no idea when you sign up for that, that what you're actually getting into. <laughs> it was in, that was another dare to rise moment is absolutely 30, whatever age. I don't even remember 2010 do the math. I think I figured out it was 35. Wow. Yeah. And I went back to school and I, I now remember back in school, I sucked. Like I didn't oh, sleep. Right. So now you're I, doing this as an adult. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Cause I was just like, but what I knew is I could sleep. Right. I wasn't so mm-hmm. stressed, you know, and you were a completely different person. Yeah. So you could look at it with, but the fear is still, of course, there. It was like, if I don't do this, what else am I going to do? Well, you have four children too that, that you're responsible for. So the decisions that you're making um, don't just affect you. They affect your family. Yeah. And it was a seven month course, two, two full courses a day. So like nine to to 30. Mm -hmm. And it was it was one of the hardest things I did, but did you I say did. hottest or hardest? Hardest, hardest, <laughs> hardest. both. both. <laughs> and at that point, I was in a crap relationship with some guy that was completely broken. He's like rub, rub, yeah. or massage but, me. <laughs> well, that's another story <laughs> for oh, a different yeah. podcast. Yes, for, yes. For sorry after, about that. After dark podcast. <laughs> after dark. <laughs> Yeah. And then I had done some positive training developments and I just kept rising. That's part of my thing in my life is, um, rise in love. Why fall in love? It's falling down sucks. So I like like how you say that. I love it. Yeah. I had a huge breakthrough with that one. Um, one of my favorite quotes is teamwork makes the dream work. By John I love that well, you I that do all the time. It's one of yeah. my it I takes, do too. It takes a village, right? To oh, get everybody yes. where everybody gets to be and the lifelines and supporting and loving. And I know that I get that from my grandma is that nurturing, care, giving, and the love, you know? And that's the driving force in my life is love. I love that. So yeah. what excites you right now with where oh you're at? Boy. <laughs> oh boy. Tell well, us. Sherry, tell us. Um, I've become in touch with this be- this word active consciousness. Ooh, I love that. And soul transcending. And that I've based almost all my uh programs I've written now around this stuff. I'm writing my memoir book. You guys know that. And we yes. all hear that. Soul, the windows to my soul. <clears throat> it's my story and um, how I did get from A to Z. I don't know. It's not ended. <laughs> and A A and Y Y. Starting a new alphabet <laughs> on my life timeline. <laughs> um, let's see. Then I've decided to create an oracle card set. That's coming. Yes. I'm so That's excited. so exciting. And um, a dating in the 2020s book. It's probably on the horizon because I dated for 12 years. And I'm I'm kind of I've heard some of these stories and they're fantastic. <laughs> She's like, yes, they are. They're so- I think you need to like start like chapter by chapter to release because like we're in the 2020s and I, I, I need to read this book. <laughs> She's like, I need books. How to I do was going to call it dating in the 20 teens, but um, we just surpassed that. And now we're, <laughs> now we're just yeah. moving on. We're just moving on. <laughs> dating in the 2030s. Yeah. It's over. I don't even know what I'm going to call it, but it'll be cool. Um, 
what else? What else did you want to, what did you said? Oh, what else am I doing? Well, tell me more about the active consciousness though. Yeah. I I want back. If you (laughs) explain that. So my pitch is how do you feel on a scale of zero to 10 every day? 10 being the best. And then they use the pain scale at the hospitals and the pain clinics for zero to 10. And then you tell me emotionally, spiritually, physically, how you feel. And we want to flop those numbers. So we want your pain to go down to zero. We want your good feel goods to go up and your spirituality to go up. Nice. um, One of my favorite things to teach is the frequencies. So zero to 20 is shame. Then you shoot way up to a thousand. And that's where you start getting into the Christ conscious energy of ineffable love, passion, compassion. And just, it's like a ladder. So sometimes things happen to knock us off our ladder. And then we climb those rungs back up. We go through the guilt, the shame, the anger, the the addiction, the does all the stuff. Mm -hmm. There's an emotion for everything too. And, uh, um, a process, right? We go through to get back to feeling good again. So right. And sometimes not, it's a short-lived process and sometimes yeah. it takes days. Sometimes like it takes days. When you stub your damn toe, you want to blame the bed, but it's really <laughs> who who wasn't being conscious. <laughs> who right? was walking into the furniture. <laughs> so it's actively being conscious. Oh, I love that. It's actively being aware of what you are doing in that moment. And if you can't be actively aware, you should sit your ass down and have a cup of tea or coffee or wine and just not do anything. Right. So it's about bringing awareness to yourself. Well, and I feel like as humans right now in society, we're way overstimulated. Oh, so much. Oh, for sure. Beyond capacity. Like I'm really surprised that we're capable of anything. (laughs) having a conversation without even looking at our phone right (laughs) what is that um so this idea of pausing and reflecting on all these aspects of our awareness our physical our emotional our spiritual um our social I mean there's all these aspects and creating a pause and being aware of that Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then recognizing and aware, being aware of it and then being vulnerable and willing to do something about it or allow someone Ooh. to assist you, work with you, walk with you to do something about it. You know, yeah, I have a, a bad day. I'm not doing well. I am depressed. Like just own it just right. and, and talk about it and be real right. because in that moment, our angels can come in and our guides and our our gods, our goddesses, our sisters, right. our brothers can show up and come in. Us. Well, and I think there's such power in just stating and owning and bringing awareness to what's going on with our emotions, or if we're having a bad day, bringing that awareness. A lot of times that's, I mean, we were talking about this today in a session is sometimes all your body wants yes. is to say, oh yeah, that hurts because, and this could be part of it you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's all it wants is to be honored and acknowledged. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful thing when we take ownership and accountability for oh. our actions and ourselves. That is absolutely so powerful because and that I, is the first step to like creating change. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, um, you know, the, how much our body takes on, um, with, with what we're putting in it, but also the emotions, experiences, um, any kind of trauma our body takes on and in yourselves. Yeah. And so just how, you know, somebody has a creak in their leg or something and you think that it's just because you slept wrong, but sometimes it can be that past trauma that has authority in it. Yes. And to, (laughs) to recognize and release that, release that so that you can keep moving forward. So that's what I love about what you guys have been teaching and talking to me about sharing. (laughs) We shall show you the ways. So I'll give you an example of what you're talking about as well. So for me as a child, the number one emotion was disappointment. Ooh, okay. Because you, I lived with mother 
and fathers that were both away. Like my mom worked two and three jobs. Granted, that's what you did. That's just what she did. I loved right. her. I appreciated her, but she was more of an absent parent. My father was absent because he wasn't living with us. So um, sometimes we uh, know as adults, life changes quickly in the moment. And sometimes you don't get to do what you wanted to do. You get to right. change and go left when you want to go right. You go to grandma's instead of dad's or mom's instead of dad's or whatever. So a lot of times I would get told things and then I would get, it would change. Yeah. And it would be disappointing. And so the frequency of desire and craving and disappointing is one, one fifty or one twenty-five. So on the thousand to zero, the one twenty-five, that's really low. It's Mm -hmm. low. yeah. Yeah. So whenever things knock me off or, don't go my way or what I thought or whatever the expectation. Right. Whenever you get sidetracked from what you expected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then it's that emotion that snaps me back to that childhood energy. And then I have to slap myself and be like, Oh no, we're not going there. Rise sister rise. So what do you do to change that frequency, Sherry? I drum. I love that. I drum and I tap and I sing and music is such a beautiful part of healing. Um, I walk on mother earth with bare feet. I call my beautiful, amazing friends. I talk, take accountability, talk it through, you know, right, 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 right. Always writing is always good. I think it's powerful for everybody to like, we, if we can come to a place as a society in my dream, happy land, (laughs) if, if we could come to a place where we know and have our tools when we do fall off the ladder, so to speak, and do those things. Like for me, drumming is one as well. I will lay on my table with my crystals and do a chakra clearing and just go to my happy place. We, and I mean, same thing, writing music, there's all these things, but people to recognize that these tools work for them and to utilize them in those moments of despair is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it's, it's being willing to do it. So there's a difference too, between <clears throat> we all have these friends or family or people. We know if we answer the phone, it's going to be a squeaky wheel moment. It's going to be, right. well, woe is me. And it's like, no, well, I love it's that you. victim mythology. I yeah. love you enough to smack you on the head with your drum mallet and say, wake up, you sleepy ones, wake up, right? Because you've got to come to the conclusion that it's up to me. It's yes, up to it's me your to responsibility. Yes. And I love what Abraham Hicks says about one day you're going to get so tired of feeling bad, you will no longer accept a lower vibration and you'll do whatever you can to Keep your ass on the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. I like well, it. And there's something to say about having someone that you trust that you can call and talk to and even Correct. be in that bitch session or that vent session, um, but not stay in that as a victim and rise your energy up. So I think it's important. Like you guys are my trusted friends. Um, yes. Everybody knows Nicole is um, to, to be able to, when I am in, when my energy is off or I am in a right and reach to, out. Yeah. And yes. to be witnessed for how I'm feeling. Need yeah. To hear these things or yeah. I need to say these things out loud and get it out of you because the more you hold it in and that inner voice Mm -hmm. plays along with the side track that's going on inside your head you know it's about turning that down the volume down on the inner voice and tuning into other people and getting it out is so so powerful absolutely create change and listening to your inner knowing your your soul guidance system your heart turning like you said turning down the chatter the ego yes the Mm. ego box (laughs) absolutely so how has this helped you or even your family by go by learning these different um practices um do you see a change in or maybe tell us about the changes that you see in your clients it's life change it's like they I want to take a picture every time they come in and and I know they're going to be like you are weird like (laughs) oh my gosh I know exactly the dentist dentist or the doctor's office like okay we're going to have this for your file your profile but really I just want to prove 
No, you're because smiling now, you little shit. Right. <laughs> but to me, it's their eyes. You yes. see that, that light in their eyes when, when they come out of that space and you're like, I see you, boo. There Welcome you back. are. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, even, uh, because I have a drum too. And my kids are like, who are these crazy people that you're hanging out with? The stick people. The <laughs> and the I'm like, people. okay, for just even 30 seconds, you take my drum and you start beating it. And I right. will promise you, you will feel so much better. There is something with that vibration and that, Absolutely. that energy against your heart and against your soul. It just, That's I feel like brother. Yeah, the drum shifts the energy faster. Like I love my chakra, my metal bowls and my crystal bowls. I love them, but they're very a very soft shift of energy versus the drum is like now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can be Yo. soft with the drum too. And, and you I, can. Had, I had a friend that wanted Reiki and just kept talking about it. And I was like feeling inadequate because I'm like, just come, just come. Let me love on you. Just let, let me, me let do me. my thing. Yeah. And um, so she went and had an energy session and the lady didn't even end up giving her Reiki. And uh, we were both just like, what the heck? And did some other whole modality. And, and then she was going to see me in a few days. And I'm like, I'm excited now. Cause I know <laughs> that I get to, I just knew I was the one I, I right. offered and it, she came and we had a beautiful experience and the messages came and the drum. Oh, I love sessions like that. It magic. The coolest. It yes. Was, it just opens the portal. I feel like it literally does bring in the active consciousness because the, yes. the drum balances the right and left brain because mm-hmm. you're doing, it just beats. It opens the heart. And it takes you out yes. and puts you in heart it, space. It's just something y'all have to experience. That's all I got yes. to say about it. <laughs> I incorporate it right into the session. And if they think I'm weird at the front, I'm like, okay, <laughs> next time, next time, trust me now, get a massage, feel good today. But next time you're going to feel even better. Right. You Sometimes know. I just go full weird on them and I'm just like, yeah. either they'll come back or they won't. What <laughs> Sometimes in the middle, then I'll just be like, oh, are you open? And they're like, oh, sure. You know, they're probably so relaxed, <laughs> but I don't want them. I want them to feel comfortable and honored. So like you said, right. Um, right. we know those people, we can get away with it. We can't. We, we and you were being told yeah. in other ways, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. As a, as a past client of both of yours, <laughs> yes, yes. I just have to share with the listeners that it, um, as much as me, if you're not familiar with it, as, as I wasn't a few years ago, um, <laughs> but now my whole Welcome world has opened up. <laughs> um, but when, when we were at Finn's house and I was, you know, feeling under the weather about oh, a bunch yes. of stuff yeah, going on in my life and, and, um, and just taking that minute where you guys did a little just drumming and, um, it, it, like it's so hard to explain how much better you feel like just that yeah. shift mm-hmm. and and you still are feeling good after that it's not like you know um it literally uh, opens the blocks yes right right i always tell people that when we have those magical sessions that are just so powerful <clears throat> i always say yeah good luck explaining that to anybody else <laughs> sorry <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Good luck. Sometimes I record the session and send it to them so they can. That's so powerful. It later on voice record. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there is so much that comes through sometimes. And I mean, I, I always feel like you what get, I said. I, me either. And that one time when you said that, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, really? Did that happen? <laughs> we weren't on this planet when that was happening right? just so we know yeah it's so it's so fun I love it it's my favorite I love energy work I love doing the card readings I just I had an experience a few years ago where and I've had intuition my whole life and there's times when it's clear and you're actively oh, conscious absolutely and when you're not. not yep absolutely and um I had an experience with a friend who said, can you assist me with this dream? And she texted me and asked me, why did you post 717 on Facebook with this angel reading number? And I'm like, I don't know. 
I'm, like, I don't know. I'm waiting to find out. I had no clue. It just said, do it. It's like a voice said, put this on and do it right now. And I was like, fine. So I go through this whole dream with her. And at the end of this, I'm writing notes. I write a note and I say, I love you nickname. And she calls me back. I send her the papers, da, 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 we're done. She calls back and she says, how did you know that? And I said, no, what? And she says, you're, he's the only one, her brother, who I was doing this whole dream thing with, who's not on this planet, planet anymore. anymore. Yeah. Told you. Said, with you. Yeah. No, he didn't. But she says, he's the only one that calls me that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the, okay. So now I have the spirit guide that's seven seventeen of birthday. And it's, I see the time constantly and I know he's there. I know he's with me. And it's incredible because he knew she would listen to me. Mm. Right. Right. It was, I was the messenger. The portal was open and she learned what she was supposed to hear and moved forward into a beautiful space and got clarity. And it's those moments when spirit says, go, Mm -hmm. go, go. And that's the thing that it doesn't matter what religion you are, what belief system you are, it's Mm -hmm. being open aware, like that conscious awareness that you were just talking about, Sherry, that conscious awareness of, of the, of the world around you and how the universe works and how people step into your lives. And, and, um, I think that's just one of the most glorious things about becoming friends with you guys and, and just becoming more aware Yes. Besides all the fun shit we do. <laughs> Besides all the fun. Right. All, right. The, all the crazies. Yeah. No, I think it's it's really powerful to take awareness into even just you don't have to even understand it. Like because I feel I told somebody today, yeah. I don't think our soul or our human minds can consciously comprehend the bigger picture of why no, things happen. Never done. No, and it's too big. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's impossible. It's we're learning from us still. They're, we're all learning together. It's expansion. It's always expanding, and it, it it's never done. We can never get it all done. No, it's forever. <laughs> One of my favorite things to say to people is, "What if we plan to live instead of plan to die?" <gasps> Ooh, that's yummy. If our energy is everything, and energy and everything is energy, then we can shape our spirit space. We can shape our lives. We can do the things to create it and it will be so. So let's stop planning to die and buying funeral boxes. And that just sounds awful anyway. <laughs> so let's live. I have a deal. That, that is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> let's, okay. Let's just live and party and have fun and keep on. I, going. I, I love that. that because it changes the whole vibration mm-hmm. of what you're thinking about for the future yeah, because you're changing your expectation because it really is just transition. I mean, we know yeah. that, you know, just well, and Sherry, you, you've talked before about the vibration of our words, even, and how they uh-huh. can influence us and our energy. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's my literal favorite thing is words, the power of words, the intention of words. If you even say positive, negative, positive, negative, it's different. It, mm-hmm. It's harder to say hate, love, hate, love. It has a different tone. Yeah. 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 So anytime you try what I've switched recently to practicing, cause it sounds better and easier and it's, Ooh, it's I more fun. Try and we are not. all just practicing, exactly. <laughs> just, you know, dreamscaping along. Um, so. I always like to ask sometimes this question when I feel, cause we all have times that our inner voice is way too loud, especially when it's the bad egotistical the the gross inner voice and I will stop and I will ask okay I want you to think about those things that you you tell yourself that inner dialogue that's going on in your head would you ever say that those same words to your child right to your spouse to your partner, to your friend. And everybody's always like, oh, no, why would I do that? That's, that's mean. That's horrible. And I'm like, why are we being, why are you doing it to you? Yeah. Right. Never, never, never do you ever deserve 
that just as, as much as that next person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is. the other thing to that too is um, what you accept from other people too. Ah, so I, I yeah, I struggled with that because I'm like, maybe that wasn't so bad. The minute I say, what if my kid did that? to his girlfriend or somebody else, I know my answer right then that no, right. that behave that treatment that I got, absolutely not acceptable, even though at the time you I was willing to it. accept it. Yeah. Right. Right. And then it goes into that, you know, it's part of your experience. You had to learn yeah. and grow from it. There's, there's a lot of layers to it, but yeah, if just bringing that acknowledgement has so much power and a shift that can occur to start changing from like, try to practice. And, Mm -hmm. and those little shifts can create huge impactful differences. Like for another example, struggling or challenge, it's an opportunity. It's opportunity. I was like struggle challenge. I don't like either of those. I know that's what I was thinking too. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm supposed to pick one. I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) Choose, choose your lessons. You know, opportunities are knocking everywhere. Miracles are always present. If we're looking for the good, I, people go on Facebook and rant and then I'll go on Facebook and say, you find what you're looking for. (laughs) Yep. So what are you looking for? Right. What are you, what do you, what do you want? What are you, what are you, what are you creating want? attention on? Yeah. Like and change the intention. They'll find it. Mm-hmm. It's going to vibrate to you what you're radiating out. It's really simple math. <laughs> it is. And it's so hard for us at the same time. The little human mind, the computer. The human brain hole up there <laughs> is challenged. <laughs> yeah. So Sherry, I know you have a, a gift for our listeners, a treat, yes. a treat. <laughs> and so, um, what we're what we're so excited that Sherry's going to do is a card reading tonight for the listeners, and yes. it'll be a message that yes. she's willing to share with us, and then talk to us about. Uh, then we'll be doing a little bit of a drumming following the reading to to, to ignite uh, it, to ignite it, put it on yes. fire, unleash it. To rise, <laughs> to rise into right. active consciousness, like the phoenix. Yes. Okay. Sizzling, <laughs> sizzling here. <laughs> we're gonna be interactive since we're gonna do this, and I'll do it the way I do. Uh, I like a, it. A, B, and C. We're gonna do. Okay, Tina, you give me the letter A, B, or C. B. And Finn, give me the number, please. Three. Oh, perfect. There's three of us, of course. <laughs> of course. That's the magic of the three. Woo-hoo. And now, whether I can pronounce it is a different thing. Vesica Pisces. Oh, of course we pick a complicated. Ooh, Vesica. Ooh, that's beautiful. We'll make sure and post that Pisces? on yes. our social I'm media. Not, let's read. Let's find out. Yes. Let's tell us the thing. And six plus two, six, seven, eight. Okay. How do we reduce reduce that down? Will you? Do you guys six plus what two? Was that? Then reduce it down to what? Which ones are the lowest reduced? number? What does eight reduce to? Two. Yes. Are we playing math? No, <laughs> I just like to figure out what like this that spinal number is. I don't know why. It's just funny to me. It's somehow it'll be it'll come up. Okay. Yeah, because I deal with numbers during the day. I don't like to do it at night. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Okay. It's creating soul truth in the world. Holy smokes. Holy cow. That is so perfect. The outside world feels more real than the inner world because we have been encouraged to focus more on the outside of us. Mm. We have learned to give things that can be seen by others or touched by us more importance than what we feel. Making decisions can become opportunist opportunist, when our awareness is focused away from our inner needs and wants. When our internal and external realities are integrated, decisions are clear and easily made. This leads to satisfaction. I love that word. Mm. And there's no resistance to fulfillment. When we scan the myriad possibilities open to us in the manifested world, we will know what we want and we will feel 
overwhelmed. We will not feel overwhelmed. In this space, we become grateful for the decisions we have made and all the ones we will make in the future. Ooh, I love that. What a perfect card for the end of that conversation. Right? And then there's um, a journal work with this one. It says, draw out about three things you would like to reboot or rebirth in your life. Ooh, three things. Three. There's the three again. (laughs) And then um, inspired reflection and actions. Imagine your overlap of the, um, I don't even know how to say this still, Versica Pisces. So for one day, meet every experience in person that comes your way without judgment. Ooh, so no judgment. Speak your truth. And... Yeah, those three things. That's your call to action. Ooh, I love it. So three things that we want to rebirth, the look at something nope. without judgment and speak, speak your truth. truth. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then just bring that gorgeous image into your life. And into it's, your brain hole. It's two circles two s- with circles. two circles inside with a heart and light blazing out of it with purple, pinks, golds, yellows. It's incredible. That's beautiful. beautiful. Thank you, Sherry. Thank and you. So thank you, Sherry. My intention with that, the two, notice how there's two. See, I told you there's two. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> there's four. Double. And two divided. Oh, and yep. eight divided. Four, down. two. Yep. See? Oh, I love it. It's cool. And so then. My, my message is most relationships are two or more people. So we have ourselves first. And if our bucket is full, we're content and complete and we're being in our goodness. Then we join partnerships with others. Then we nurture and nourish them. So that's the two by two by two. Ooh, I love that. Awesome. So that's what our message is to nurture those soul relationships okay so let's get some drumming okay and the drumming is to activate the reading and bring those partnerships into your lives at a higher level of active consciousness and loving each other perfect perfect okay so i'll start us off and just if you close your eyes you can sync up a little easier okay Okay. I love it. Sherry, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Dare to Rise. You've just really given us a lot to think about tonight. You're fabulous. I love you. Yes, you're one of my favorite peoples. I am so glad that you were with me tonight in this lovely interview with Sherry. So that was so magical. I love being in her presence. I will tell you my secret about that because she just like ignites this brightness. Yes, she does. Like, I know the listeners don't have the courtesy of getting to see her, but hopefully on um, her bio, her headshot, you can see that brightness in her and what she offers. And just, you know, the message that came through so, so freaking powerful. And I'm excited for everybody to hear it. Yes. So let's talk about the call to action again, the things that we're encouraging the listeners to do. Absolutely. And I loved the powerful numerology. And then the fact that there was like triple three, it was, that was amazing. 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 We make up words on this show. (laughs) Right. So creating soul truth, 
Mm-hmm. And that beautiful card, which I can't wait to post. I'll post a picture too. Okay, I'm perfect. so excited. Um, so three things that you want to give to rebirth to um, kind of re-imaging three yeah. things in your yeah. space. I think that's really powerful. Um, no judgment. So taking a day where you had no judgment upon anybody that you cross paths with. I love that. Anyone or things. Mm-hmm. And including yourself including yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And finally, speak your truth. Yes. And I think with that, like adding, speak your truth with kindness and love. And again, not just to others, Mm -hmm. but to yourself. Yep. Yep. I think it's beautiful. So encourage everybody to take this week um, and your future days uh, and really put some of that stuff into practice. And also just reconsider how you look at your life and what if I plan to live instead of, of the other. Yeah. So, and thank you so, so much. I just, I love your energy. I love what you bring to dare to rise and, and I hope we made Nicole proud. (laughs) I hope we did too. Thank you so much for having me. I was so stoked to be a a guest host. This was magical and made my little heart happy. So it was fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You'll be on more as a, as a guest house. I know. Because so. why not? Exactly. <laughs> and maybe one day we'll all be in the same room together. So it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thanks everyone. Um, as always, dare to rise. Party in the club like that track from Fitty. Cause life is so good. Let's go and vibe with me. Riding downtown in New York City. I know you wanna be there. I bring you with me. This is what I'm doing. Tell me that you wanna do it with me. This is what I'm doing. Tell me that you'll do it with me, baby. Every day I'm doing improving myself and what I do. This is what I gotta do to prove myself to you, baby. Up on a cliff.